Hello, this is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge Number 2, and I am here speaking on the level with Jack Ritchie. Jack, why don't we start out by introduce yourself, give me your full name, and your home Blue Lodge. My name is Jack Ritchie. My home Blue Lodge is Arizona Number 2. There you go. And we started talking a little bit downstairs. Tonight we're here at the Temple in downtown Phoenix, and it's Past Masters Night, and you are a Past Master. Uh, what lodge are you a past master of? I was the master of Homey Lodge number 57, Phoenix, Arizona, in 1969. Okay, wow. And uh, what lodge were you raised in? I was raised in Harmony Lodge. Raised and, in Harmony uh, Lodge. In fact, uh, it was on April, the, no, I was raised on April the 13th. I was initiated, would have been uh, in February of 1961, passed in uh, March, and I was raised in uh, April, April the 13th of 1961, to Master Mason. Wow. So you've been a Mason for uh, 56... Next April, next month on the 13th, I will be eligible for my 55-year pin. 55-year pin, wow. Yeah, you don't meet too many Masons. Uh, I don't think I'll ever make it to my 50-year. <laughs> I'm still relatively young. Um, so what was it that, uh, before I ask that question, let me back up. Do you remember when you first heard of or discovered this thing we called Freemasonry? Uh, yes, it was in late 1960, and I uh, was working for Mountain uh, Bell Telephone Company, and one of my uh, guys that I worked with one day, I noticed that he was wearing a Masonic ring. Mm. And uh, I don't recall having seen it before, but I asked him about it, and in those days, that was the way that the, you got the ball rolling. And he, yeah. Yeah, he talked to me a little bit that I was interested, and I told him yes. And the next thing I know, I had a petition, and I was on my way. That's, that's yeah, the old days you, you asked. You know, and if you don't mind, we're going to stand up. If you don't mind standing up, we're going to walk over to this room that just opened up because the sound is way better when we go in this room. Good. So if you can just step in that, open that door there, and the light switch is on your right. And I'll have you just go ahead and sit on the on the corner. No, right here at the table. Oh, right. Get a seat right there, right here for me. And then we'll just keep going because it just sounds so much better in this room. So 1961, you you joined, uh, you saw the ring, you asked about it. How long did it take from that first time you discovered it till you joined? You know, I don't really remember, but it was not a very long period of time. I mean, it uh, once you made that first inquiry, why... Uh, they didn't waste any time in getting you on the road, believe me. <laughs> so what was it, you, you, you just found out about it, you started learning about it, what was it that drew you into, what was it that made you want to join? I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really know. I, I, I was aware that there were men that I knew that I'd seen the ring on, but I had never had any reason to associate it with anything in particular until he showed up one day at work with this ring, and I asked about it, and then, of course, when he he didn't go into any detail, of course, but he awakened something in me that made me think that, you know, I know other people that I've seen the ring on, and they were people that I admired. So I figured, you know, there's got to be something good to it. And uh, I was right. So uh, you joined. So when were you raised? What year was it? I was raised on, on uh, April the 13th, 1961. So it was still 1961. Yeah. Okay. 
So can you tell me, things have changed a lot. I mean, they've changed and they've stayed the same, right? In masonry, it's a pretty consistent organization, I suppose. Can you tell me any, any of your favorite memories or something you remember from Harmony Lodge specifically? Well, uh, the thing that I remember the most, particularly having get, gotten back into it, I was away from masonry for a number of years, but coming back into it and seeing what changes have been made, I was telling uh, one of the past masters downstairs that when I went through, and uh, there is a proficiency, and my coach, if that's what they call him at that time, coached me that they asked me the first question, and that was it. I answered and asked all the rest of them through three degrees. Oh, wow. Okay. I learned the whole, and nowadays it's a little bit different. Some lodges still go through a proficiency in open lodge. Most of them don't. I remember that. I remember um, they, they didn't push candidates as much as they do today to get active. It was a little bit more laid back. And um, I remember I had not been in the sea in 61. I was raised in 62. I was transferred to Tucson, promoted to first level supervisor. So I was away until uh, 65. And when I came back, uh, all of a sudden they said, you know, how about taking a chair? Sure, what would you like? So I started my route through the line as junior deacon. Oh, wow. And that was an interesting because I would never recommend it. <laughs> you didn't get to see everybody I else. Didn't get to see everybody. I, I didn't get a chance to study everything. Right. And I had to do a lot of catching up. And from there, I went into senior deacon, junior warden, and then guess what? You skipped senior warden? The senior warden, <laughs> the senior warden quit. Oh. And wow. I had to jump, and I would never, ever let that happen again if any, I have any say-so in it. Right. It just, it, it just didn't really fare. But I, I made it. We had a good year. And if I can kind of get ahead of it here, one of the most memorable things of my career in the line was right after I was made master in 1969, we had a gentleman join the lodge, and his name was uh, Tommy Ross, Tom Ross. And he got his third degree, and his father-in-law was Senator Barry Goldwater. Oh, wow. And his father was also a Mason, Dr. Tommy Ross, Dr. Ross. And on the night that he was raised, got his third degree, they were in attendance. And it is the only time I have ever been in a lodge that there was not an available seat on either <laughs> north or south side of the lodge. It was packed. Wow. And uh, Barry uh, uh, was very personable. Oh, he was, he was here, too. Oh, I, oh, I didn't realize he, he was here. Oh, Barry Goldwater was here. He was wow. a 33rd degree mason. And that is one memory that I will always carry with me. Was that here in this temple building? Right upstairs in wow. the temple in the lodge, yes. Uh, that kind of history is what the exciting part of masonry for me and about the building as well. And then another thing, if I can... If, By all means, talk. Harmony Lodge, I think, was probably the, one of the first lodges that started outdoor meetings. 
And uh, we held the meetings out in the middle of the boondocks. Just, uh, I'm trying to think of the, uh, it was on Highway 69 before you got to uh, Dewey. And we would go up the weekend before, families and everything, take our lawnmowers and our hoes, and we would mow and clean up the place. We would go find sticks for uh, staffs. We got rocks and everything and uh, get it all cleaned up. And then the next week, <clears throat> a couple of three of us went down to a market in South Phoenix, on, I believe on Central Avenue, and we bought a whole big box full of ribeye steaks. And we went up there early, we barbecued steaks, had barbecue beans, and we had an outdoor third degree, and I was uh, third or fourth year, I was the master of it, and we had oh, four or five past grandmasters there. It was a kind of started something. A lot of lodges are doing outdoors now, but as far as I can remember, we were the first one that really went out, and I mean, it was outdoor. Wow. And again, that's another memory that I always carry with me. Tell me a little bit about, you started telling me downstairs about some of the history of uh, Harmony Lodge, how it got started, and then what happened to it at the end. Harmony Lodge was chartered out of Arizona number two. Of course, it was and probably still is one of the most uh, uh, largest lodges, member-wise. The reason why, I don't know, probably because they felt that, you know, maybe break off a little bit. Most all, all of the original um, members chartered members of Harmony Lodge were Arizona number two. And uh, if I remember correctly, most of them were made, we had a lot of state employees. We had uh, a lot of telephone people. In fact, the uh, couple of three before me were all telephone that were past masters mm -hmm. in uh, 68, 67. And uh, I, in 1970, uh, I had gone through some, I had gone through a divorce. I had uh, moved, changed things, and I really kind of became inactive. I ended up retiring early, moving out of state, and I got away from it. And I just found out downstairs that it was in 1993 when I think a lot of lodges were losing members. Something happened that slowed down to where they felt they weren't viable anymore. And they uh, turned their charter in. And we all became members then again of Arizona number two, unless you wanted to make a request and go someplace else. But I think everybody returned to Arizona number two. One of my officers that I appointed, uh, Doc Watson, he worked for the uh, state, and Doc Watson became a grandmaster, the past grandmaster. We interviewed Mo. Away. We interviewed Mo Watson. Oh yeah, his his granddaughter, right? Mo was his granddaughter. It could be Modina. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of a uh, uh, lot of uh, really good people, active people in the lodge that were uh, um, officers and had been past masters of Harmony Lodge up to the time that I kind of became inactive. I attended a lot of members. During the years, I attended past master's meetings for Arizona number two. And I really didn't get active again until about the end of 2012. I was working out in Sun City West at a golf course, and one of the uh, rangers out there was wearing a ring, got to talking to him. And he's a past master uh, out of California, and he was affiliating with uh, Sun City Lodge, and he kept telling me, you've got to come, you've got to come. Well, when you've been away for a while, masonry never leaves you. Once you're a mason, 
It's in you. All those, all those years I paid dues and I didn't attend that much because I couldn't, but I was still a Mason. Right. And I finally, he said one day, he said, that we're having a friend to friend. And I looked at him and said, what in the heck is friend to friend? He didn't do things like that in my day. He explained it to me. And he said, if you come with me as my guest, I get my dinner free. <laughs> well, I didn't want him to go hungry. Oh, of course not. <laughs> so I attended. And uh, I had been thinking for a number of years about wanting to get back, come back. And uh, I went over, and uh, that, that kind of, you might say, relit the flame, or turned it up anyway. The flame was always there. And before I knew it, well, I had an application for affiliation. And then before I knew that, you were I, was, chair. I, was, I, was, <laughs> I actually, during the 2013 year, I was the only one that could walk in the door and they could say, can you sit in this chair or that chair or any chair except for the east? I told them, I can walk up two steps, one step, but I cannot make it up three. <laughs> but I, w I was walked in, I gave the apron lecture, I learned the third degree charge, uh, I presented the ballot box, I played on the, on the third degree second section team, and uh, I just enjoyed it. I was, believe it or not, most people will not believe this, but there's such a thing as called the Tyler's Oath. I've read it. And when I came back in the lodge after all those years of not attending or doing anything, the only thing, and I never did it, for some reason, the only thing that was still committed to memory without having a refresher was that Tyler's Oath. And the first time I attended Sun City Lodge, they came in to examine me, and they had one of the junior officers going to do it. And he asked me that first question, and I went through the whole thing, and his mouth fell open. <laughs> and he looked at the my friend, and he said, I don't think we need to ask him any more, do you? <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> but I was very active. I attended every meeting. I was uh, attended the officers' meetings. I was appointed to the Building Board of Trustees in 2013, and, uh, uh, well, the rest is history. I, so, so you're coming up on your 55-year anniversary. That's correct. What is it that keeps you coming back and keeps you interested? Why, why, why do you keep coming? You know, I wish I had an answer for that. But I think it's something that every man that becomes a Mason has within him. And uh, it's stronger in some than others. And I guess it was stronger in me because even after being away for as many years as I was, that, that wanting to be part of it and enjoying the ritual was so strong that once that door opened a little bit, well, the door was always open, but once I opened it and stepped through it, 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 it was just like kind of a rejuvenation. I've been attending. I still attend. I go. I got active again in the Scottish Rite. I was going to ask you, so any, any other organizations you're a member of Scottish yeah, Rite? I became a member of Scottish Rite in 1976, and uh, again, I didn't, uh, I didn't do much in it. Now that I'm back into it, why, uh, I've uh, taken part in it. 20th degree, 22nd degree, and they're, they're kind of after me to help out in the 30th degree. Oh, wow. So I've, I've really gotten back into it, even at my age, and I tell you, I, 
I love it and I'm willing to do it, but I've got a, a, a strong feeling that I've told a lot of others, and that is I feel that the word past in the past master's title means just that. You're there to help anybody that needs it, to assist whenever you need, but step back. Let the young ones do it. They've got to do it because that is the future of masonry. Right. It's, it's not us old folks. We've been there. We've done that. And as long as we're there to help them, encourage them, bring them along, that's our job now that we're past masters. Well, I, I think that's a great note to end on. I appreciate you taking time to talk to me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much. I hope it uh, comes out all right.